right, we're back with the Not Dead Yet podcast. I'm John Masonbrink. I'm here with Tim Ward. How you doing, Tim? JP, how you doing? You, uh, I know you're a little under the weather, but hopefully you're uh, getting a little bit better since uh, I talked to you yesterday. Yeah, I'm not feeling all that great, but I'd like to know who started under the weather. What does that mean, Tim, under the weather? Uh, good question. <laughs> good question. I wish I pretty, had the answer. Pretty soon I'll be under the, uh, under the uh, dirt. <laughs> they keep, keep no don't say that way. don't say that we we yeah. rely on you too much jp you can't go don't go there that's too glo- dark and gloomy <laughs> i do have a quick question though um mm-hmm. it we're both at love our sports we've got college basketball season getting into top gear here with uh or high gear here with uh big 10 tournament coming up wisconsin got a chance to win it or is Illinois going to stay on top oh the big time yeah no wisconsin will not win they you never so? win that thing. I think they'll win one or two games in the tournament, and then they'll bounce. So, so kind of like how I feel with Illinois. Then, all right. I was just curious. So, a few years ago, when the when the Badgers played Kentucky, do you remember that? Yeah, and, and the Kentucky national, was undefeated. National championship? No, or it was it the, the national champion? It was, it was the game before. Yeah, semifinals. They gave the Badgers no chance, and the Badgers won. I thought that was like the championship, and they uh, they did they pulled it out, and then they lost to Duke. All people, Jesus. Anyway, well, it's Coach K's last season, so hopefully, you know, we will hear no more of Duke after this, after this year. That's <laughs> <Yes>, right. <laughs> so, Tim, you know, a couple weeks ago, was it wet? Uh, we met Diego Lujan, and we yeah. had him on the podcast last yep. week. Yep. Now we have another special guest. I think I should fire up this music for him. Hold on, let me let Hold me on, get this rolling. <laughs> All right, David Hessen, how you doing, buddy? Hessen Plumbing, how are you, man? Doing good, man. Doing good. That's uh, that was a nice intro there. <laughs> uh, we'll probably be sued for some kind of copyright, copyright infringement. infringement. Yeah, for sure. Haven't uh, you keeping busy, aren't you? you oh, we're slammed. It's, yeah, it's been crazy. I mean, it it literally. It got really crazy when during quarantine, and it's not let up since. Yeah, I know. You know, Eric, our partner, and uh, I was talking to him about you know having you on, and he said, "Man, the last couple of years, you've just been really killing it and growing and and doing a really you know spectacular job." And kudos to you, man. You got to take advantage of it. So Thank you. that's great to hear. Yeah, we've been uh, trying to uh, grow. I mean, we added a, a second truck about six or eight months ago and that poor man he's the hardest worker i ever had <laughs> on me had it working with me and he's 70 years old and he does not let uh-huh. up he, he we can work 12 hours 14 hours a day he doesn't care wow that reminds me of a story i uh <laughs> i rented this house tim in buffalo grove you know i and, know buffalo uh, grove well my landlord was 70 plus years old and he had to come over and like mow the lawn and take care of the yard and all that stuff. And he would like literally lift his rider mower on the side. He'd just like lift it up like Superman. I'm like, holy crap. But then he got mad at me because I had a dog that would shit in the backyard and then he would he would mow the grass and all the shit would fly up into his face and like in his teeth. Like he came to the door with shit in his teeth. And he's like, can you like pick up your dog shit? <laughs> I'm like, I'll do what I can. <laughs> 
<laughs> so anyway, just a side story for you guys. Jeez. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, want to have you on because, you know, you're like killing it. You're a rock star. You were just uh, at that rigid cocktail party. Tell us how you got started in the industry. and Basically, it was my dad. Like, my dad was an old farmer. He was mm-hmm. jack of all trades, master of none. And from a young age, that's the, that's the one thing that stuck out my you know, my dad has always told me, learn a mm-hmm. trade, learn a trade, learn a trade. And he used to do handyman jobs and, and stuff like that. And the one thing that I always enjoyed helping him with was plumbing. Mm-hmm. And so I always kind of wanted to do it. And it wasn't until, you know, I was 20, I was married. And one day my, uh, my brother-in-law brought over this, young girlfriend and mm-hmm. they were talking about oh my dad's looking for help and this and that and i was like what's your dad do he's like oh we own a plumbing company i was like that's what i need i want i want a job and mm-hmm. my wife didn't want me to take it because i was actually taking a, a pay cut from a factory job to go be a you know an apprentice i mm-hmm. told her i hate my job i don't like to go to work and so i started you know, as a, a helper working for this company and 25 years ago and still wow. most of most days, I don't like being off of work. It's mm-hmm. pretty much what my passion is other than, you know, getting to ride a Harley. But, you know, it's kind of like a tribute to my dad because he's been gone for a long time and he always wanted a Harley and never had one. So I figure... I'm doing both things that, you know, both things dad wanted me to do. So I'll tribute him, you know, got a Harley and I absolutely love it. And so he never, he, he never had a chance to ride. He had like Hondas and Kawasaki's and stuff. He always wanted to have like a Harley and just Mm -hmm. never was able to, to get there. But yeah, when you grow up in West Virginia, poor and you got four kids and makes it a little rough. So, David, you're located outside Columbus, correct? Yes, sir. So, talk a little bit about your plumbing company. Uh, are you service? You do much commercial or light commercial, or is it mostly residential and um, service work? Service, just service and repair, residential. Uh, we do have a handful of commercial council. We'll do some small repairs, mostly drain cleaning. That's pretty much what most of our commercial accounts call us for because most of them have their own, you know, they got their own maintenance guys on staff. They see my equipment and they try to talk them into buying the equipment and then they go out and get them to buy the equipment and they still can't clear the drains. And I'm like, it's not just the equipment, man. It's a skill. You got to learn to feel. One of the things we try to do on the podcast is um, kind of promote the trades and, and, you know, hopefully some of the younger people are listening to this and they, you know, if they're making a decision to get into a trade or go to college, but you, you said, you know, there's days where you, you just, you'd rather be working. You love work. What is it about the trade and plumbing that you love? Um, honestly, I love, I love helping people mm-hmm. and I did new construction for so long and now it's kind of like a cheat sheet because mm-hmm. most of the houses are they're stick houses. Like back in 2003, I was doing a subdivision and it was like, it's like the new, new tool. 
everybody's got to mm-hmm. have that tool. Well, they built the same house like over and over and over and over. So I can walk in the majority of the track home builders houses and know exactly where the plumbing is. So mm-hmm. it's easy for me to troubleshoot and just fix the issues that people are having. You know, early on I learned that there was, you know, I had a, a passion for it and I really enjoy it. I've done everything from, you know, slab houses to high rise hotels, factories, all kinds of, you know, restaurants. I enjoy just going in and helping people, especially when I get that call, like you're the third or fourth or fifth plumber that's been here and no one's been able to fix it or X, Y, and Z has tried to rip me off. And it's nice to have an honest opinion and, I have buddies that have companies. They'll refer mm-hmm. me out to their customers, whether they mm-hmm. they don't do drain cleaning or don't have time to do it. So what you're saying is, if you're the third call, you'll be the last. Yeah. I don't want them to, you know, have to call somebody else. I mean, I just had one uh, a week and a half ago. Lady called four companies. I show up. I'm there ten minutes. I'm like, man, your septic tank's full. Mm-hmm. They're like. They told me it didn't need pumped. I said, yes, ma'am. It's completely to the top. <laughs> what are those other guys looking at? <laughs> they were trying to, they were trying, you know, they were trying to jetter, jetter leach field and yeah. all the, you know, yeah, going for big tickets instead of let's just get to the, let's just get to the problem. I, I got to ask and maybe interject here, Tim, who has the a better looking beard, Alan Carlson or David Hessen? So- I don't so David's is much more clean looking. <laughs> oh. It's like he trims oh. it a little bit and at least tries to get some oil in there to make it look nice. <laughs> Alan's shit is everywhere on his face. Come on, Alan, don't insult my boy. <laughs> Come on, Alan. Alan's a good guy. Alan's a trip. Yeah, he is. <laughs> How long have you been growing that? Yeah. Uh, it's a sore subject, but <laughs> about four years ago, my wife kept hounding me. You need to cut your beard. You need to look more professional. So I took it all the way down to a goatee. First job, my customer said, why'd you cut your beard? I said, my wife said it needed to look more professional. And she said, well, I think she's wrong. That's how mm-hmm. everyone knows you because of your beard. Oh. <laughs> I told my wife, I said, I'm never shaving again. I don't care. Yeah. Well, this, yeah. is, this is probably like four years, somewhere around in there. Yeah, that's like your trademark. Like people identify you with the with the beard. It's the brand. Yeah. Yeah, the brand, Tim. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> My buddy, he has a company and he doesn't do drain cleaning. And he'll refer me to his customers and he always tells them, he looks like a Hell's Angels, but he looks like he's in the Hell's Angels, but he's the nicest guy you ever meet. So when I was dating my now wife, um, she was t- living with her mother, who was uh, just an, she was elderly at the time. She was probably in her eighties, old German woman. And uh, when I showed up the door, I had ridden my motorcycle over, and I had a Honda VTX. And uh, I, I get to the door, and I'm wearing like a leather jacket, and she, <laughs> I don't know, she wanted me to let me in the door. But when I left, she kept asking my what you know, my girlfriend and my wife now. She's like, Oh, is he in a gang? Is he in a gang? And she's <laughs> like, No, he just likes to ride motorcycles. <laughs> but I guess I'll ask you this question. Do you ride in groups or do you have any special riding groups that you uh 
uh, participate not, in? Not really. Um, mm-hmm. Usually, me and Greg, the guy that works with me, we'll we'll go out mm-hmm. on the weekends or whenever it's nice. You sent me this video just today of uh, I swear it was like your bike with hydraulics on it. Oh yeah, and it, like the air ride. <laughs> yeah, is that something you did or uh, you, you had a local shop do it? And tell me, what does that do? Is it are oh, you just pimping it or what? What's going on? You can literally adjust how stiff or how soft you want your suspension. So do you have a radio on that? Yeah. What yeah. Uh, What do you? Uh, what in particular do you like to listen to? Depends on my mood, yeah. really. It's usually a, a lot of metal, <laughs> rock and roll. <laughs> yeah. Right on. Thoughts out in my head. Like what? What metal are you listening to? No, Pantera, come on! Pantera and eighties rock, Evanescence. Yeah, I listen to all kinds of all kinds of different stuff. What's the farthest? I mean, have you ever been up to Sturgis, or what's the farthest you've ridden? No, I've been meaning to take a, a long ride. I want to go down south, but I just got to get the time and take time off of work. That's my problem. People call me. I have a real hard pet problem with telling people no. Or you got to get another employee here or something. <laughs> it's six o'clock, getting ready to go to dinner. The phone rings. I'm like, well, I guess I'm not going to dinner because I'm going to work. You mentioned West Virginia earlier, and I'm assuming that's your dad was from West Virginia. Um, have you ridden around West Virginia a lot? I mean, there's some beautiful scenery in West Virginia. I rode down and seen my brother and my dad, well, my, where my dad's buried at, but I've been meaning to go down there and, and do some more riding because, yeah, there is a lot of beautiful country down there. John, I don't know if you've ever been through West Virginia. We've, you know, My wife and I drive through there all the time to head to her, uh, her uh, our daughter and her in-laws are in Richmond, Virginia. So from Illinois to Richmond, we always drive through West Virginia. And that, yeah. it's still, it's one of the most beautiful states just driving yeah. around West Virginia. No, it really is. I've, I've never ridden on a motorcycle through there, but I've, you know, I've driven in a car yeah. or the you know, automobile, but it's yeah. beautiful. I've taken trips out west um, once to Sturgis and then through Yellowstone. And then the next year we went up to um, Glacier National Park. That would that'd be an incredible ride. I would suggest yeah. it, man. Take a ride yeah. out there. Or, you know, it's people trailer their motorcycles out there and just cruise around the country. It's cool. Yeah. David, did you? What, what kind of Harley do you have? Uh, Road Glide. The road okay. glide special, yeah. Uh, that was a gold ago. Win. <laughs> 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 I actually had a buddy a couple years ago. He uh, he took his bike, his bike to uh, the local Harley shop, and they crated it up and sent it to a Harley dealer out in California. And him and a couple of his buddies, they flew out to California and they rode their bikes back. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's what you need to do. Yeah. It's a hell of a ride. <laughs> Although you got to get time off. Yeah, yeah you got to get time off. Going back to uh, plumbing and, you know, the career. And for people that want to, you know, look at plumbing and the trades as a viable option, what are some things that we could be doing, do you think, that can can help elevate the trades or more promotion? I, I mean, I know, like, social media has been a huge thing in over the last couple of years have connected people and you know, Georgia plumber, he, they had like, he did a spot in a, like 
yeah. a, tra- a trade school and like around mm-hmm. here, they really, they need to bring the trades back into the schools. But yeah. usually yeah. when I was in high school, if you went to like Votech, it was mechanics, carpentry, electrical, and some yep. HVAC. There was no yep. plumbing. Mm-hmm. So, really? yeah. So I think if they would do that, you know, people would be more apt to, to get into it. Because honestly, I think they have just beat everybody to death with you have to go to college. You have to go mm-hmm. to college when mm-hmm. you, you don't have to. I mean, I have two of my buddies that have successful companies. They both went to college. They both didn't want to be a plumber. And their sophomore, junior year, they're like, we're going to start doing side jobs for beer money. Yeah. By the time they were a senior, they're like, we're going to make more money at this than we will doing our degree. So I mean, it it was never more evident, like during the pandemic or, you know, when COVID first started, first couple of years, people who had, you know, the nine to five jobs were just working in their underwear at home, you know, Zoom calls and stuff like that. And, you know, the plumbers and the HVAC and the trades guys were killing it. They were going out and, you know, they were just doing what they always do. So I think it just, it's not more evident of the need for tradespeople than what you saw in the last couple of years and what you're going to see coming down the pike in the next five years. You know, this infrastructure bill, I don't know how it's all going to play out and who gets the money, but you know, they're going to need people who work with their hands instead of playing video games in mama's (laughs) basement. It's crazy. Like, you know, everybody loves YouTube and that's, that's the number one thing I get usually when I go to someone's house to fix something. It looked yeah. easy on YouTube. Oh, boy. Yeah. A guy was trying to change his shower strainer. Mm. He went on YouTube, and they ain't used that shower in over two years. Whacking, <sighs> cutting on it. I mean, he almost destroyed his entire shower. <laughs> we can fix that, but that's yeah. not going to work what you're trying. So, I mean, look, look at I, I just noticed something. I was getting something out of the fridge today, and I noticed there's like a brown spot on my uh, – ceiling in the kitchen and i know it's from the toilet's not set correctly or something broke and i know in my mind i'm going to call a plumber and i'm going to pay whatever he's you know whatever it is but isn't it worth it i mean aren't you aren't you worth it yeah i mean i don't want a shit stain or water dripping out into my (laughs) my kitchen because yeah it's just it's not gonna look good but you guys are worth it you guys i mean they always say like I'm not paying for your, you know, 30 minutes of time. I'm paying for all that time that took you to get to this point to put that, you know, put what most people don't get. All they see is, all they see is the number that didn't take very long. I said, I charged you for the job, not by how much, how long it was going to take me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Something would have fell apart and it would have took me, you know, three times as long. You could have just said, okay. Yeah, I, I'll just stick around for another 20 minutes. If it makes yeah. you feel better, I'll just, you know. I'll have coffee with you. Pet <laughs> <laughs> your dog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, be, David, besides riding, I, I know you work a lot. Do you have any other hobbies? Do you hunt? Do you fish? Do you, do you sports or anything? I love to hunt, but I ain't done. I haven't been able to go hunting. And yeah. I would have went, went last year, but the area that I go to hunt, 
they freaking came in and cut a bunch of timber and all the all the deer went bye-bye yeah Yeah. that stinks well take your wife on a date or something maybe maybe do that I used to, I used to do, uh, honestly, I, I used to do, uh, archery competitions. Oh, really? really? Yeah. But that's kind of hard with all this beard now. I, yeah. I pulled the bow out a couple years ago and shot some arrows and it was painful. That bowstring likes to grab that beard and just yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yank it, it out. <laughs> so I lived in, uh, Northern, well, West central Wisconsin, kind of in the woods and, uh, <laughs> I noticed lately that they have these um, axe throwing places. You actually go pay uh, bars thirty bucks and you throw an axe at a <laughs> at a at a target. And I'm thinking, like, we did this for free out in the woods, like every single day. Now they you charge know? you thirty five dollars an hour, and you and you you're drinking yeah. beer. So what's better yeah. than drunk people throwing axes in confined <laughs> spaces? It makes no sense. But uh, that's whatever. right. They talk about plumbers getting over on people. Imagine what their insurance is. Oh yeah, yeah, no <laughs> kidding. I thank you for jumping on. It's just it's good to talk to you. You know, I just met you uh, a few weeks ago and yeah. wanted to get to know you a little bit more and to um, kind of get inside David Hessen's head. It's a scary place. <laughs> is that what I was going to say? Is that a place we want to be? No. <laughs> There's a lot of hair on that head. Yeah. <laughs> No, but cool. Thanks for jumping on, and um, you're doing great things. Keep and, the grind uh, up. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll have you on again. Well, Tim, anything else? Any last questions you have for David before we no, let him go? I, I was just, you know, I wasn't able to go to Wet this time. I think I met David a couple years ago at Wet. That being said, you know, keep up the grind. You know, it's it's our goal to you know really put a spotlight on people in the industry that are making a difference and you know, doing everything they can, everything they can to promote the industry and make it a, a distinguishable career for all those people out there that are coming up in the trades and those that may want to get into the trades because it's, it's really a good quality of life. Right on. Well said. Well, thanks for uh, jumping on David. You going to play some music to go out. I got, I can do this. We can do the same one. Let's do it. Bum, 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 bum. Freaking Steppenwolf will be calling me tomorrow. What's his first name? Jorge Steppenwolf. Uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, right, David. Man. We'll see you, buddy. Appreciate it. The Not Dead Yet podcast is powered by Mechanical Up Media and produced by John Masonbrink and Tim Ward. It is edited by John Masonbrink. Music presented by Jason Drum. And graphics furnished by Wayne Rowe. Thanks for listening. And until next week. <laughs>